Have your nightmare. Have your nightmare. Welcome to Info from the A, the place where nightmares are made. What do y'all think about scary stories? Oh, I love scary mm-hmm. stories. Y'all like scary stories? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we love scary stories, especially when it's from Info from the A. We lived on a 150-acre farm that was handed down to my dad about 40 years ago. The land was given to him by his great-grandparents. The farm was primarily used for cattle and hay. Pops did what he could to make and save money, and he grew a very large garden. We lived on the edge of town in upper northwest part of Montana. The name of the town was West Mite. Population was around 700, and it was in the year around 1992. Uh, I love this place. Westmite was such a small town that you couldn't even find it on a map. The town was definitely large enough for mine and my family's taste though. My dad over the years, who has always worked so hard for his family and farm, had the land closely managed and he even had it mapped out. Our house was on the north end, the cattle were on the south end, and the grass for the hay was in the middle-ish. That's also where I like to play. And apparently this is how it has been for since my family has owned it. Dad's father, when he was born, planted an oak tree down in the field or middle area of our land. When I was born, my dad made a tire swing using an old tractor tire and hanging it up fairly high up in his branch. By the time I was around five or six, I started playing on it since the swing was around other things in this area that was designated for me to play my heart's content. I was down there all the time through the years and when I turned around nine, things changed. It was a sweltering summer day and while I was riding my bike, I stopped and found myself looking at a cluster of bushes for some reason. The bushes were surrounded by a circle formation made with several small rocks. For some reason, they have never gotten any bigger than as far back as I can remember. Something told me to go over to them and just take a look. I walked into the bushes a little and kind of spread them out and saw a huge rock or boulder with one side flat and smooth and it looked like to me something was carved into it. It was the sun with huge rays surrounding it and there were several feathers underneath falling. I yelled for my dad 
He was on his tractor, so he rode on down to me. He shuts down the old rust bucket and walks over to me and says, What is it, son? Look at this rock in these bushes, I ask. He takes a look and says, Nevertheless, this is surely Native American history. I kind of figured it was. So, do you know anything about this carving? I asked him. Dad abruptly said, No, son, I have got to get finished in the field so we can talk about this later. Later on that day in the evening time, I was sitting on the front porch swing talking with my mom and my dad. I asked mom if she would take me to the library to do some research on this tribe, even if it was. So since I was writing a report for school and I thought it was a Native American history, uh, was a good enough topic anyways. She said that she would on the next day after school. So the following day after school, she picks me up and we go to the library and we walked in. I'm trotting around trying to find a book on Indians of Montana and a nice lady walks up to me and asks, can I help you with something, son? I told her that there was Native American artifacts from what we thought on my family's land and I would like to study up on them. She told me I would need to go to the archives which were upstairs. So I went upstairs with my mom and this lady and the lady asked for information regarding the artifacts and I told her about the sun with the feathers underneath falling and we looked around in the books and fairly old papers for really over two hours and come out unsuccessful. The lady then proceeds to tell me about a man who lives in the area that went by the name of Young Crow. She tells me that he comes into the library ever so often and if I leave my phone number and my name, she would ask the man to call me, which was perfect because I had so many questions to ask him. I told her thanks and me and my mother went on our way back home. A few days later, my mother and father and I were outside again on the front porch swing chatting. The phone rang. I went inside and answered it. Hello? Yes, my name is, well, it doesn't matter what my name is, but my friends call me Young Crow. I gasped. I said to him, you're the man I've been wanting to talk to. Young Crow asked me if what questions I had could wait until we saw each other face to face. And this excited me and I immediately with a rush said, okay, what day? And Mr. Crow asked me, is tomorrow evening okay? And I responded with a yes, out of work. So the next day, which was a Friday, I believe, I was out on the front porch again doing my after-school lessons and a car pulled into my driveway. A Jeep Cherokee to be exact. It was Young Crow. And let me just say that this guy looked exactly like I imagined. Well, except for the fact that his complexion was rather dark, he was wearing a red ball cap, a black shirt, overalls, and boots. Eh, he reminded me of my dad, really. As he walked up the remaining part of my driveway, he didn't make any type of hand gesture or anything, no eye contact. 
I then was saying to myself, Alan, you didn't even give this man your address, so how does he even know where you live? As he got closer to the porch, he looked at me with a grin, raised out his hand and said, how? I did the same. And Mr. Crow then started laughing and he asked if he could sit down. I said, sure. At the same time, I am warning again to myself how he knew where I lived. It's a beautiful day, isn't it? Mr. Crow asked. I cut to the chase and immediately asked him of how he knew where I lived. He replied, the wind told me. I said, say what? Mr. Crow chuckles and says, just kidding, your mother told me when I saw her this morning in the road checking the mail. So you were here this morning, I asked. No, he replied. I was just walking because I just live up the street here and she struck up the conversation as I walked by and I guess she saw that I at least look like an Indian and she out of the blue asked me if my name was Young Crow. When I told her yes, she seemed relieved and started jabbering. <laughs> Mr. Crow asked me to show him the artifact the woman at the library told him about. So we walked down to the area where the bushes were. What is the smell? Mr. Crow asked, and I said, it smells like smoke, doesn't it? Yes, he replied. We walk a little closer to the bushes, and Mr. Crow said, stop. What, I asked. I feel a presence that I have never felt before he pushes apart the bushes to see the stone and then shouts very loudly we must go back to your house so we're walking back up towards the house while mr. crow is shaking his head the whole time we finally get back to the porch and we sit down and I asked mr. crow if he's okay and he says when I saw the Sun I heard the words leave now can your mom and your dad come out and I said okay I'll go get them mom and dad came out on the front porch and sat down your land as much around here has Native American history mr. Crow explained I asked him what tribe he was part of or associated with and Mr. Crow said, my family started with the people of the Salish. By this time, the nice man was finally calmed down to talk for a while. All Mr. Crow would say is that the circle made with stone that is surrounding the area of the big stone in the bushes, you have been trespassing in this area, in this land. My dad asked, how? This is our land. Even though you and your family purchased this land many years ago, it belongs to a Native American tribe that has no name, said Mr. Crow. Young Crow also says, to you, young man, and you and your family do not trespass the area of the stone when you smell smoke. For when the time you smell smoke is when they are holding a sacrificial ritual like no other Americans that were native. 
when a mother and father would have a child, they would, from a young age, teach to speak, sing, and chant. Then, at a little older age, they would teach the child to lead a ritual to take control of an animal to attack their enemies. When their offspring reaches a certain age of accomplishment, they would then be tested to start their warriorship. Then young adult would go into battle with the beast by his side facing one or two white face. Later on in the life of the warriors, they would have to take their own life. For the training had to remain fresh in the eyes of their chief. I'm not sure what to think what Mr. Crow said. Well, it would at least be a good topic to write about for my school report, I also explained. You must also be warned of the activity going on on your land, Mr. Crow said. Just stay away from the area of the smooth rock and everything should be okay. He also explained and stood up and said, I have got to go. See you guys soon and you all have a good day. The next morning being Saturday, I decided to start to write my report for school. It was such a nice day out, so I decided to step outside to start writing. As I was writing, I kept thinking about what Young Crow said, about staying away from the area of the smooth rock. I figured, what the heck, what does he know? So I decided to go down to at least the area where I play to ride. I got on the tire swing to think about how to start my report. I heard a very faint whisper coming from somewhere. It must be coming from the bushes, I thought to myself. I got closer to them and started to smell that faint smoke smell again. I decided to sit down on the ground right there, on the edge of the circle, the formation made by rocks. I began to write it, and it was like the words were just flowing onto my paper. I thought to myself, I'm staying right here. But I got closer. I stepped inside the circle and sat down. In about an hour, I was finally finished. By the time I was done, the smell of smoke was almost choking me because it was so strong. But of course, I could see no smoke. I stood up and began to walk back to my house. Mom asked me, did you get done, Alan? And I told her yes, and I was so ready to read it out loud to my class. Mom was happy that I got it done, even though it only took a couple of hours for me to write and to think about it and all. The rest of the weekend went pretty good. I helped Dad out in the garden. We washed the two cars and trimmed the hedges over by the side of the house. Mom, uh, Monday morning came, and when Mom came in, my mom came in my room to wake me. I was already up and ready to get my day started. Well, I was really ready to just read my report. After all of us were settled down in the class, we did our normal things. 
and we stood up to say the Pledge of Allegiance. Then our teacher, Mr. Hook, took attendance, and then he asked if everyone was ready to give their report to the class. Shoot, I was the first to stand up and raise my hand. Mr. Hook chuckled and then said, Okay, Alan, you're f you first. I walked over to the front of the class, cleared my throat, <clears throat> and then began to read out loud. The title of my report is The Unknown Tribe. As I began to read aloud, the words coming out of my mouth were just flowing like a rushing river. These Native American Indians were only great warriors because of their ability to train animals to attack their enemies. The only thing they had in common with other tribes were survival skills. They sang many songs, said many chants during their rituals with their offspring. This report was made up of a lot of things. And as I began to say an in particular chant that I had just made up, Hayachi Changa or something like that, I don't even remember exactly what I even said in the report as far as the chant goes. It was like time just had sped up by a lot because I really don't remember anyone else's report after mine. And I was the first one. Well, heck, it was already time to go home. As my bus was approaching the road to my house, I started to see smoke rising off in the distance. I asked my bus driver to hurry and as he saw the smoke as well, he did press on the gas pedal a little harder. As we got closer, we could both see that it was coming from my house. The bus driver stopped and told me to stay put as he ran over to my neighbor's house and asked to use the phone. He called 911, then came back and asked us all to settle down, but need me to step out of the bus to talk to me. We walked over by the tree line on the other side of the road. The bus driver asked me, was anyone home? And I replied that, I don't know. Then just a couple of minutes later, I saw my dad's truck screaming down the road and he told me to stay right there. He was livid because he knew that our dog Max was in the house, I guess. And I thought that Max was at the house too. I began to cry because I had Max for a long time and he was such a good dog. He was a blue healer, I might add. Very good dog. Here come the fire department and the police and an ambulance. Dad came back for me and told me that he couldn't fix Max. I was sure that he was in the house. I asked Dad if he would call Mom since she was over in the next county with her sister dad used the neighbor's phone as I was over there sobbing about Max and he called mom and I then I hopped into his truck with dad and just sat there looking at our house on fire as the uh, fire department was putting out this overwhelming amount of smoke and fire I'm thinking about what young crow told me as long as I stay away from the area of the smooth rock, then everything should be okay. I guess this was supposed to be a warning to me. It had to have been at least an hour 
and dad came up to the truck after he had got out and done something right quick and he came to my side and told me that they had found Max and he was in the kitchen and must not have been able to make it out. I was already crying because I knew he was dead. I stopped him from telling me anything else. He patted me on the shoulder, went back over to the policeman to talk. Thanks for listening, guys. This is chapter 1.1 from Info from the A.